Hands now. Capital 263. Roses are red, violets are blue. Welcome to Technology. It's me, Dion, your host. That How are you? Drive. No, I was I was finishing it off. Come that on. That doesn't drive. I was I was finishing I was finishing it off, okay? I was trying to finish it off. <laughs> Alright, roses are red, violets are blue. Welcome to another episode of Technology. We love you. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it's better than yours. It's, it's way better than yours. How's everyone doing? Welcome back to another episode of Technology. It is I, Dion, your host, and I'm joined by Gary Tendai Manuel. The co-host, the gamer, the comic reader, the man himself. The the handsome one. He calls himself handsome. If if you wanna if you wanna believe him, but yes, you're listening to his voice, so that decision's up to you. How's everyone doing? I hope you're all well, and we're back for another episode. Today's actually a very special episode because we have an interview. We have a very interesting guest who will be on the show today. His name, Nyasha Madzima, and he is the founder of Black Toe TV. We'll get to know more about Black Toe TV and what he's all about when we interview him. So for the listeners, that's yeah. like in a few minutes if you keep listening. Yes. So let's get on with the news and stuff. All right. So with, I don't know, at the beginning of every year, you we come to this point whereby all the phone manufacturers are basically unveiling all their new flagships and what they plan to do in the in the what in that year in that particular year and yeah, yeah and sometimes before they do that some of their what some of their technology leaks out and this week through even even what even bless Yes. Uh, somebody, a prominent person known for, not really a prominent person, but then a prominent flagship smartphone leaker, basically. Yeah, yeah that's basically. an interesting title to put on your like CV, like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a premium flagship um, smartphone leaker. Yeah, they basically, they've basically made an, a name for themselves through leaking smartphones before they actually come out came out and said that and leaked uh, information on the upcoming S9. Uh, information included what, well, basically you know, the, the basic stuff. It's the usual, like, it's just, you know. The camera. We've improved the camera a bit. We've thrown in this. Like, the only the biggest thing that I feel that this phone will have is probably, like, stereo speakers. Because it will have stereo speakers now, apparently. The thing is, I'm, I'm, as you can hear from me, I'm not excited about this. I don't know. I've just reached that point whereby I'm not excited by flagship smartphones anymore. But then, mm. if it should concern you, since the, since Samsung did a major redesign of their phones last year, we shouldn't expect much from this. From one, yeah. We, I think we've gotten to the point where phones can't get any better than they are already like we already have like the the best we can get out of phones like can you get any better like we have bezel-less phones with really good cameras um at the highest possible storage like we have 128 gigabyte phones 512 gig- gigabyte phones we we the biggest micro sd card right now is half a terabyte yeah and the well, we're also at a place whereby most of the major phones, most, uh, yeah, most of the major phones are really similar in a way. And 
technology is advancing in a place whereby most most of the the companies are literally using the same technology you know um the same chips then, inside exactly back then you had Nokia doing their own thing uh Apple doing their own thing Motorola doing their own thing even though most of the operating systems are java based you knew this manufacturer is doing this differently they're doing this differently they have their own distinct look but now where the place and point whereby one manufacturer does one thing and the rest follow suit they start doing it and same thing with this uh the S9 is just going to have an infinity bezel um not very dissimilar from the iPhone 10 or the S8 for that matter yeah though people are saying this time it slightly has more distinct bezels though we had to see because um it's it's a leak and um on android and authority or you're going to say the same no i was going to say like the chip is the same it's this Qualcomm Snapdragon 845 like <laughs> yeah and uh, like other flagships are also are using the same it. thing yeah um uh yeah 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 well, 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 i was going to say that there's something interesting though we saw last 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 what last week from android authorities ace s9 android phone leak um they were saying that it's going to have it's going to have an under screen camera what yes explain I don't know. Um it either could be uh the screen wraps around the camera kind of like that um nudge and on the iPhone X. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or the phone is actually underneath the screen. The camera you mean? Yeah, the, the camera the is actually underneath the screen. That's interesting. I mean, like we already have a fingerprint scanners yeah since that are underneath the screen vivo uh, showed one last yeah. year yeah and, and it makes sense because with the oled display the pixels actually the the gaps in between the pixels so then like um the sensor is able to sense the fingerprint through those holes mm. so i don't know if they're going to be applying that same concept to the camera itself where the the, the camera sensors actually like around the the oled pixels i think it'll be interesting to see how it works and how they implement it but then apart from that i mean look it's not like it's a it's not a bad phone it's a really good phone like th- these phones are amazing they're doing amazing things and we don't want to like make it seem like they're rubbish it's like they're good phones but i feel like you know as tech nerds we we really like seeing new stuff we like seeing stuff and where break the boundaries point, and where that point where nothing is new and exciting anymore it, obviously in, in in the smartphone industry yeah when you like look at vr and stuff like that things are very very interesting people are trying their own thing and honestly i i feel like this is partially to blame on apple oh, i'm not wow. making this on blaming apple again no i'm not making this about apple but then apple has made people so so comfortable with minimalism yeah with minimalist change as well like they don't change you much know, like, their phones as much people are now saying you android guys you android guys are always doing this you always doing this extra you always doing this extra options are not bad options are actually good and apple has yeah. made people used to having really like simple options and mm. We're Apple making AP. choices for how you use your own phone. Exactly, like, like the manufacturer making choices for how you use your phone, and you know we want. I personally would want manufacturers going back to that place and time whereby 
they would they would just give you a lot of options and you could fiddle around with your own phone make it your own device mm. for me it's like the idea that i can get a phone and then i can like change how it looks like like my my phone for example how many people open my phone and they're like what's going on here like they have no idea because i use like nova launcher then i have like a different icon set and that sort of customizing is something that i really enjoy but i feel like now we're moving more towards where each phone wants to have its own sort of um, default and then you can't change much and that that's how the phone is so yeah i don't know i think we've gotten to the point where tech is not about phones anymore like phones are not even as mainstream as they used to be so yeah we'll we'll wait and see how it goes but just the last thing before we move on like this whole time they didn't again they Samsung didn't have anything about the S9 at the consumer electronics show we covered before like they had nothing no sort of talk or anything and they're probably going to wait until the Mobile World Congress we spoke about that last year and they'll probably that's when they'll probably announce the S9 and have a bit and have more details about it this is what i see you Samsung trying to do i see Samsung trying to to stall out on the S9 details for their own event like what they did last last year whereby they actually unveil it in their own turf and do their own um sort of what PR thingy like what Apple does yeah like they they're trying to become the like they're trying to appleize if i if i if i could use that term to sort of try and become their own thing and say no we don't we don't do um these shows where there are other people who want to be on our own So yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of those. I prefer it when like there's a big show where there's a lot of different people showing different things. Then you get to see a lot of things at once then, you know. Yeah. And that could be good, that could be bad. I don't know. Tell us what you think. And let's talk about Logan Paul again. <laughs> He's back. He's returned to YouTube with a video about suicide prevention. And yeah, his fans apparently are very happy with this. But um, I'm sorry, I'm not happy. Uh, I am not happy. I'm not happy for many reasons. Why? So this guy goes out, makes a video, clearly showing a lot of disrespect to suicide victims and to this particular Japanese suicide victim who, who you know, took his own life. And then he goes on YouTube, makes a video. giggling laughing making a joke out of it making the content humorous content out of it his his fans said they watch these videos do nothing about it until it takes journalists to sit down write articles complaining that this is wrong that people decide oh wait this is wrong you know and that's sad and you know he showed no remorse whatsoever and then all of a sudden when people decide to have a public backlash about it that's when he decides okay i care about suicide now really Yeah, like really. Well, I I honestly feel like this is a PR stunt. It's a PR stunt. And it's not coming from a genuine place. Um yeah, this is my people some people might be wondering is this take related? But yeah, it is really take related since this whole issue kind of came about through YouTube and his video on YouTube. So now he's making his comeback on YouTube and he's going on this suicide awareness or sort of tour. And this is not going to you know It's like times like these where you know you need to sit down and ask yourself what am i doing like 
yeah, sure, I make content for 12-year-olds and it's supposed to be immature, but then what am I doing? Because on the internet right now, we have a very, you have, you know about trolling and bullying and how that is a really big, cyberbullying is like a really big, serious issue around the world with trolling and whatnot. And, you know, people always telling each other, you know, oh, go kill yourself, go kill yourself. And, you know, suicide is actually a very serious, serious concern, you know, about mental health and whatnot. And this guy goes out and, as an example to his fans, makes a joke out of it. So his fans are probably not the kind of people who take suicide prevention seriously. And then, you know, instead of like having some sort of moments to realize what he's done wrong, um, you know, like do something about it, he decides, I need to get back to YouTube and make more videos. So let me try and make this quick attempt to get people back on my side. Then yeah, I'll continue and, like nothing happened. And it seems like the YouTube community as a whole and a lot of people that were affected through login poll because this this video he posted kind of led YouTube. This is the thing. So every time something happens, YouTube attacks the wrong people. Like, it makes the wrong people pay for it. Remember Ad yeah. Poker List? Yes, yes. Elsa Gate. All those things. They somehow, the consequences end up weighing down on the wrong people. And YouTube came out after login poll again. Um, yeah. Um, after this video. Uh, yeah, after the video, um, some of the, the, the more famous tweets, like from JR, JF Wang. So I'm putting you on the spot at Login Poll. If you're truly changing, it should be shown in every video you make from here on out. It does not end with a well-timed PR piece where you can wash your face and hands in slow-mo with a new haircut and speak in somber affection. It is really true. Like, people predicted this. Um, for example... Um, who else? Who else predicted this? Uh, oh. uh, hello, the guy goes, Hello, beautiful bastard. What's his name? Oh, Philip DeFranco. Philip DeFranco, exactly. He predicted this. He predicted this. Why like, don't you just call him the Hello, beautiful bastard guy? <laughs> <laughs> like, he really predicted this to the dot. He was like, Okay, yeah, because no, if you work in this industry, obviously, you need to look at the business side and say, Look, I need to do certain things business wise that would help me. But then, of course, you also have to, like, as a person, look back and say, okay, you know what? What I did was wrong, okay? As a person, I accept that what I did was wrong. And, you know, you don't have to particularly show that you, you, you've done it, but then there needs to be something. Because if you just throw out a PR stunt and say, oh, yeah, we're sorry. Uh, do you remember the Fine Brothers um, controversy? Yeah. Yeah, this basically reeks of that same thing. They had this whole thing where they tried to, literally tried to copyright the word react. People were like, no, no, stuff that. We don't want that. Then their response was literally, oh, sorry that you're so stupid to understand business, guys. And people were just like, what? What? And then, yeah, they kept on losing subscribers until they literally stopped the whole program. They canceled everything. And then they just went back to making their React videos and they kind of hushed up. Yeah. That's the only thing that helped them. And I think, I don't know, for Logan Paul, it's going to be difficult because his whole shtick is about being this hyper happy super life is great and um you know that kind of guy and it's hard to do that when you have this reputation when you've done what he's done yeah logan Bo is basically out here to save himself um so i just came across an interesting article about wang Wu. um this zim focused social 
group app sort of community thingy i don't even know it's a social network aimed at zimbabweans and connecting zimbabweans so we might be wondering what what sets apart this uh wangu application or social network from whatsapp from yeah from other social groups yeah social networks you're on well i think a lot of people are asking i already have whatsapp why do i need this right so what sets wangu apart from existing social media platforms first and foremost is that wangu is a zimbabwean digital community focused on connecting people from zimbabwean nationality of zimbabwean nationality or zimbabwean descent worldwide with each other through geolocation and allowing them to communicate with each other other under circumstances they would they may generally not be have been able to for example if you're in manchester in England at a Manchester soccer, uh, United soccer game alone Wangu will allow you to find other Zimbabweans who have Wangu in their devices within 500 meters of you in the crowd and in doing so giving you the opportunity not only to link up with other Zimbabweans in the stadium but Manchester United fans as well in anything if anything the expecting popular social networks of today do everything but focus on unique cultural markets that they have become too big to cater to and with what better social media network to cater to Zimbabweans than one built by Zimbabweans. Huh. That's interesting. I I thought it was just going to be another WhatsApp that they can like it's a sort of native WhatsApp or something but it actually has a very interesting premise behind it with the whole look for people within 500 meters and stuff. But I don't know. I don't think it would I don't see it being as big as as anything because How often do you think you'd need to do that? Well, the thing is they launched they originally launched this platform in 2014 and it flopped. It's, so oh, this is okay. a relaunch. It's a relaunch. Yeah, um well, the concept in in theory sounds interesting. It really sounds interesting, but then you have to consider that in Zimbabwe how how the is the everyday average person going to be interested in this or it's more of a niche market type of thing i honestly Very see niche. this as a niche market mm. because at the end of the day people the, the cost of data in zimbabwe is already high like the average person is ridiculous focusing high. on getting data bundles and not caring about the rest so uh, then would you really buy data bundles to i don't know to wangu to sort of try and connect with people around you because i think I, I like the idea of it but I feel like it, it's just it, it I don't think it has like the power to actually push forward because you already have WhatsApp which is so ubiquitous in Zimbabwe right now I don't know it's like it's trying to compete with WhatsApp to some extent uh well I I this is what I see um this is what I see well I think it's I honestly think that it's too late. And we're living in a world whereby these prominent only the prominent social networks are in the position to be making such moves and gaining gaining momentum. It's really going to be difficult for smaller startup networks especially in 2018. You know with the big heavyweights up there like WhatsApp, Google, Reddit, Amazon, Google, Amazon exactly to gain momentum even in Zimbabwe in Zimbabwe Zimbabwe is dominated by I think by most particularly in Zimbabwe because a lot of people will not be are not very keen on on following up on local um you know local startups and stuff like that people prefer 
things that are international and they'd be like, you know, WhatsApp is an international thing. So, but yeah, we'll have to wait and look at how, what happens with, with Wangu and if it actually does, you know, get forward because this is a relaunch. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. Yeah. And this is the place we are in currently. I don't know. I honestly think that this is a waste of time again. It it might seem blunt, but then we have to be realistic. If they're going to make, they're going to need an aggressive marketing campaign. Mm, Yeah. To really reach out to people because people are going to be, are going to start questioning. Why am I going to have to leave this application, like the platform that I Why should I download this thing? Why should I spend money to buy a bundle to download this? Yeah. What does it have that's better than my WhatsApp application, of which in Zimbabwe, we're pretty much the live society. We're already communicating with Zimbabweans. I know very few, like obviously well, we might have foreigners and everything, but then on WhatsApp, a Zimbabwean is most likely talking to another Zimbabwean. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel like this is just the solution to a problem that's already been solved. Yeah. And it's and it's is a really gonna be a tough crowd for Wangu. But hey, good luck. And now, Capital Two Six Three. All right, everyone, welcome back. And this is Technology, and we did promise something. We promised an interview with a great man. His name Nyasha Madzima. And How you doing, he. Guys? How you doing, the tech techno base? Yes, this is Technology. Welcome to Technology, Nyasha. How you doing? He started. Black Toe TV. And just for the listeners, what is Black Toe TV? Okay. Uh, Black Toe TV is an African video on demand st- startup. Basically, it focuses on arts, entertainment, lifestyle, and uh, tech. We've just started another seg- segment now f- uh, for sports. We've seen that sports is turning into a big industry that people need to basically find out about. So, yeah, that's basically it. So, are we looking at like, let's say, the Zimbabwe Netflix? Yeah, kind of. That's where we're kind of heading towards in terms of that uh, subscription-based model. That's basically what we're looking for. But ex- except Netflix has a bigger budget to do uh, more, more series, more uh, uh, documentaries, more longer productions. We just focus mainly about maybe five, ten minutes of just about anything because of the, t- the short attention span that uh, most people seem to have on like YouTube oh. and stuff like that. It's not a people don't want to sit and watch for about an hour. Right now, video is. I mean, they are creating about maybe 8 billion gigs or something like that of video on YouTube most of the time, like about in, in a day. So, yeah, that is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. A lot of content. So you guys are more focusing on the quick attention span, like That's get exact, people now. Exactly. That's where we are focused on. Like, because the way we see it, there's so many things that are happening. If you look at the arts industry itself, so many events. If you look at the entertainment industry itself, so many events. If you look at the, like the techno that's coming up with what you guys are doing as well. There's so many things happening that we need to really broadcast to the people out there to say, this is what's happening in Zimbabwe. You know, right now we have a national broadcaster, but like so many people are not at home to watch ZBC TV or even DSTV. I mean, yeah. let's let's face it right now. I mean, like you can sit there and watch repeats and repeats and repeats. And there are so but many you things actually happening. have to be at home to, to do it. Exactly. That's where we came in now with Black Toad TV. You can watch 
on your phone, on your laptop, on your on your on your iPad, wherever you have a an, an sort of internet connection, you can actually tap into what's happening and pull up the 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 video that you want to watch. Scheduling is done. The days of scheduling are over. I'm not gonna wait 9 p.m. to watch my favorite show. I want to watch it when I want to watch it. This is what we call now with disruptive technology. Black Top TV is basically disruptive technology. Do not wait to watch your shows like Wednesday at 10 o'clock. I mean, like, you know, life doesn't wait for no man. So watch what you want to watch right there and then. This is video on the go. That's what Black Top TV is about. We want to focus on basically award shows. There are so many award shows in Zimbabwe that people don't know about. That's there are true. so many glamorous events that people don't know about. It. There are so many product launches. I mean, Econet launched uh, Eco Eco Eco. Um, I would say Stewart Bank uh, subsidiary of Eco, of Econet uh, launched um, and 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 uh, um, um, machine machine exactly. Oh yes, Quenga. Yeah, I was trying to yeah. see what category it's in because it's basically disruptive. It's lo- it launched Quenga, and that's what we want to basically pro- uh, provide to the people so they can see how Quenga is helping uh, vendors. And imagine a vendor can now have. Um, a POS machine. That's amazing. So you yeah. can like go with your card yeah. and buy something from a vendor. Like that's exactly what that kind of disruptive technology is. And only a few people know about it. So Black Toe TV in its technology segment, we basically go and film the launch and, and, and get uh, the people to talk about uh, what's happening. And I know that uh, Honorable Deputy Minister Mukube spoke at the Quenga launch. So the people are going to actually get to watch what he basically said on Black Toe TV. That is amazing. Yeah. So you started Black Toe TV in 2014. Yeah, exactly. 20, what is 2013, uh, October 2013 to be exact. To be exact. Yeah. Okay, October 2013. Yeah. What inspired you to start Black Toe TV? Black Toe TV was an idea that I've ha- that I had had for two years running, and like I've had had it. I was basically how it how it turned out was um, it came from Black Toe Productions. Black Toe Productions used to be called Black Toe Entertainment. That's how basically we started. So we used to do so many events that that people would want to come. Um, people that would that would would want to come visit. You know what I mean? So basically, that's when the idea of Black Toe TV started. Like uh, launching in my head, there was the inception of it. I was basically like, other people should just watch this. I mean, like we'd have yeah. about five hundred people there at the event and it would it, it would be fun and you know and then we we ended up doing so many concerts as well we wanted to show people we wanted to show everyone in zimbabwe so i sat down and i started thinking how do i do it then i thought to myself the national broadcast is letting us down uh no one is seeing exactly what's happening no one is filming we have poor cell phone footage like when you go to an event you film with your cell phone but that doesn't capture everything so the whole idea of black Toe tv was you know what everybody should watch this you know that's exactly how we decided to go about it now sitting there and then i we got into development and then we got into development i i started hiring out with my own money coming from black tool productions to put in because as you well know in zimbabwe startups um are not taken that seriously people don't invest in startup that's why there's very few or no angel investors or venture capitalists in Zimbabwe, who pour money into ideas? Everybody wants to then get onto something once it's got value and 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 try and pay an undervalued price. But they were not there from the beginning. You see, these apps that we create, these startups, to get into them uh, initially, you don't need a lot of capital. But as as we put our own capital, we put value into it. That's, That's right, exactly yeah. what we do. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that in particular because 
like you are in in essence an entrepreneur here in Zimbabwe. Yes. Uh, a technopreneur yes. in particular. And yeah. I wanted to ask you from your experience in this industry, what is the status on investor capital in Zim? Like if someone was saying, look, I want to I have a great idea. Yeah. I just don't have money. And that is a very common situation in Zimbabwe. Yeah. What do they do? Where do they start? What is the situation? Can they get money? Can they get something? This is exactly now where uh, 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 this title that I kind of have, you said Technopro. I like to call myself a social and technological entrepreneur, a social and, and techpreneur because the money comes from the people. That's where the, the social aspect comes into it, right? Mm. The money comes from the people. Don't waste your time. I mean, like, okay, if you want to go to the bank, do it. But don't waste your time in the hope that the bank is going to give you money for your plan. Because banks in Zimbabwe, at the current lending rate of 14%, want to finance things that are bankable, that they know that um, they can make money, which is why we're still behind because banks in America fund Silicon Valley all the time. Guys come up with ideas and they just, you know, like... Even if they fail. Even if they fail. You, you, you can't be scared of failure if you want to be an entrepreneur. you got to fail 14 times to make it the 15th time. That's, That's exactly right. how it is. You, it's a learning process. You know, I mean, I'm definitely not the same person as I was when we started out Black Toe TV. If you look at it, I mean, we were using one camera running around handheld with no sound, no whatnot, but we were doing it. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, our head of production, uh, yeah. Joanne Mpofu, who was also my cousin, was basically the one who was like, let's just start. Just do it. Let's just do it. I mean, like, and then so see where it goes. See where it goes. I was like, you know what? We don't have any money. We don't have any funds to do this. Yeah. We have to take money from Black Toe Productions as a whole, the Black Toe Group, which has Black Toe Sports as well. That's um, coming up to be an, uh, an online uh, a sports and corporate wear kind of uh, company where you can select your uniform uh, there, but that's for another day. Uh, Black Toe TV is what we're focusing on. I see. Yeah. So when you started um, Black Toe TV, what were some of the challenges you faced? Like, what did you feel like this was the most difficult thing that we had to overcome as uh, a startup? A good team to work with. One, uh, access to events. Two, capital to finance and fund uh, production, which, which, I mean... Uh, that's still an issue up to now, but uh, mm -hmm. we always circumvent it and go around it. But those were basically the three a good team to work with, you know. That's getting the access. first one and access as well. I mean, like to events. Imagine you want to go and film an event. The people always think you want to go in for free. You, you rock up there, you tell them, listen, this is exactly what I want to do. We want to get in there, we want to film this, we want to film that. You show they, them the cameras and everything, they, they, look, they, we're a technical crew. Yeah, no, but the cameras do help. <laughs> the cameras do help. It's <laughs> not like they know that you're serious, you've come to the thing. If you just show up with no cameras, that's going to be a tricky one. Yeah. But the cameras do help. <laughs> so how did you overcome them, in your opinion? Okay, first of all, the social part. Um, with, the, with the people, uh, getting a good team, we went through a lot of let's say not so up to scratch uh, individuals that we worked with uh, you know some of them said they were good at that some of them said they were good at this but uh, in the end they didn't deliver but we've managed to build a good team right now we've got a very good team that I think um, is, 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 is well equipped to, to, to handle our production schedule access as, as we grew our brand became well known so it was easier so now it's like when we come to your event and we say we're black toe tv we've come to film you're gonna 
you give us access. I mean, it's like MTV. If they show up with an MTV uh, van, you know, a big one with five or six people carrying cameras, lights and everything like that, you're going to open the doors and give them access to just about everything. So that's exactly what we need to also kind give of do. Give them special passes and that, everything. Like that's exactly kids. what, that's exactly, and that's how we feel Black Toe should also get from the people. So if we show up to your event, you better give us access. Open up. Come on, it's Black Toe TV. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Because <laughs> you, you guys are like a media company as well. That's exactly so, what we do. Another question I had was like, yeah. Black Toe TV was started in Zimbabwe, of course. Yes, yes. But of course you're looking to go outside of Zimbabwe. Yes. So how how are you guys engaging like people outside of Zimbabwe, like especially in Africa, for example? Yeah, that's a very good question because it you it was a Zimbabwean arts video uh, lifestyle channel before it then turned into an African uh, video on demand channel. Basically, the focus was there's about what 12, 13, 14 million people. I like to put it there because right now we're not so sure of the stats. Uh, in Zimbabwe but if you look at South Southern Africa there's mm-hmm. 250 million people that's where now our second focus is before we tackle the juggernaut that is Africa right mm-hmm. that's basically 1 billion people which is a bigger market and that's this question because then I get to then explain of where we're trying to go to what direction we are going um, 250 million people is where we're targeting so if we if if we then provide content to all of these people in Zimbabwe and South Africa, Botswana, Namibia, Zambia, you know, the whole Southern African region, if we provide them with the content, we'll have enough uh, 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 basically content viewers to start turning into a subscription channel where people pay five dollars, ten dollars to just watch basically the, the 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 more fun kind of exciting shows on Black Toad TV. But that's gonna be Black Toad TV Plus. That's gonna be Black Toad TV Plus, the premium part of the channel where you get premium content but you have to pay for it. And with Black Toad TV, the good thing about it is it can be Black Toad TV in Namibia, it can be Black Toad TV in Botswana. Basically when you go on the platform we are building the next part of the application is where you're on Black Toe TV. You can choose what 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 country content you want to watch. You can basically go in the top right corner, choose Zimbabwe, whatnot. But initially, it will pick up your location through your IP address and then give you the content from your country. And then you have an option of basically the whole Southern African region. Watch everything. I mean, like, I want to know what's happening in Zambia. I want to know what's happening in Botswana. I want to know. We already know what's happening in South Africa. We watch South African channels every single day. So we already know the AKAs, the Caspers, and this is how they're making money because they have the attention of Africa as as as, as, as a whole and are trying to go global. I mean, you we know? also know more about, like, Nigerian artists than yes. we do about our neighbors in Zambia. Exactly. You and know, you find stuff like that always happening. And that's where we need to, we need to think. And then you said how we... Uh, basically getting over this whole kind of barrier and stuff that we have that are borders uh we've just started black toe africa in south africa which is now going to be our holding company black toe africa is now going to basically penetrate the african market i mean we live 1200 kilometers away from the biggest market in africa you know what i mean which is south africa so we that's where we decided let's tap into that let's start black toe africa 
in South Africa try to get funding and finance and basically those people over there love content. They are Zimbabweans as well. From the yes. last time I checked, there's about three or four million Zimbabweans in South Africa who have no access to content. So that's that's pretty good. I mean, imagine if we get to a level where we get 10% of those people, 300,000 people subscribing to premium content because if they subscribe for, for about 300,000 people at $5, that's $1.5 million a month. Imagine what we can do. We can revive the whole industry with $1.5 million. I mean, that's what we're looking at. Yeah. Let's just get let's just get ten thousand people for for now in the in the in the medium term paying five dollars for premium content. Everything else will will show for free, but things that we know will attract uh, uh, people to watch. We're gonna we're basically gonna put them on on Black Toe TV Plus, and it's five dollars a month for your Black Toe TV Plus, and you can watch it from anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's we know like as Zimbabweans, yeah. there's a very large diasporan community out there. Like, yeah. not even like you spoke of South Africa, but then you yeah. look at countries like Zambia, Tanzania. Within yeah. Africa, there's a large number of Zimbabweans there who yeah. can also be interested in in this sort of content. Mm-hmm. So, another question I wanted to ask you is like, okay, so here is a Zimbabwean. He's out here trying to start mm-hmm. something with technology. He's a techpreneur yeah. and he wants yeah. to start out. Yeah. Looking at what you've done already, the success that you've already had, what kind of advice would you give him? What advice would you give him when he's starting out? Uh, keep at it, right? And keep pushing your brand. Live your brand. Live it. Basically, be it. And keep pushing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, with basic In terms of tech, <laughs> there's a huge appetite for technology in Zimbabwe. That's why people like Econet started making money. Because the mobile penetration was the highest at the time. Because we didn't have cell phones. The next thing we had cell phones and everybody wanted a cell phone. Then we moved on to smartphones. Then everybody wanted a smartphone. Now everybody wants a smartphone. Everybody basically has a smartphone. So Now everybody wants internet. Now ev- everybody wants internet. And now this is where we try to come in with the players in the industry, the bigger guys, to reduce the internet costs. I mean, you have the cheapest internet in Zimbabwe. It's probably about 20 bucks for 20, 25 bucks for about uh, 20 gigs um, or yeah. something like 15 that. 15 to 20 gigs. 15 to 20 gigs, which is which is still not good enough. If mm. you're in terms of video content, then now that's where we like, you know, it's still a niche niche market because not a lot of people watch video content, but 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 they are. They are. If you see now with Facebook, they, we now have Facebook celebs and Twitter celebs, but more Facebook celebs because basically... These people have, have have started making video content. Everybody liked was watching was watching Stana, Dion fight and stuff like that, and uh, and Olinda. You know what I mean? They were watching yeah. them fight and stuff like that. And the whole time it was happening, I felt bad. Do you know why I felt bad? Because right. people were watching it for free. That's why I felt <laughs> bad. People were watching it for free. I was like, we have to monetize this content. Let yeah, us monetize this content. Why are you watching for free? You want to go and pay for a DVD a dollar? At the thing where you just watch for like basically what ninety minutes and, and it's, it's and it's really um, poor quality. There's not like a chance to watch something premium. It, like you need to get something like DSTV, yeah, um, to watch premium content, which is it's very limiting. And why are we watching the stories of those people? We should be watching our own uh, our own Zimbabwean stories. stories, exactly, because we have interesting stories. We, I mean, like. The newspaper now has been like, people have been buying it like crazy. And newspaper, those stories can be translated into video and then aggregated, you know? That's true. Okay, but before we end, I just have one more question. It's the last one. I think this is a very important question because to me, it's one that really shows a person's character. Mm -hmm. I always ask this question. Yeah. If you had the opportunity, would you rather fight 
Yeah. 1000 duck sized horses. Yeah. Or one horse sized duck. If I would rather fight one, I would rather fight the one entity. The one entity. <laughs> the one entity. Why? <laughs> Because it's easy to tackle it. I mean like you focus and you have a strategy on it and you can tackle it. The thousand ones uh, you you can't monitor and track them it's hard like, to track they're them. like duck size like yeah i know tiny. that i know that but <laughs> that doesn't mean that doesn't see that's the mistake that people do when mm. when they underrate the underdog or underrate someone in size mm. you see they can form a strategy and come at you come against you you see if you're not able to deal with all the it's like the market if you're not able to deal with so many things you have so many like geopolitical social economic issues so rather deal with one big juggernaut of There's a problem here. Let's attack this problem. This is how lions take down an elephant or yeah. a buffalo. They just focus on all the of one them thing. on the one thing. The one grabs the thing and they weigh it down. They keep it it bleeds, it bleeds, it bleeds until it goes down. The same is entrepreneurship. The more you keep attacking it, the more you the more the, the the better the odds. The more you keep attacking it and attacking it every day, every day, every day. People give up when they haven't really attacked it. I mean like if you if you if you Look at it this way. This is my basic theory that I don't know people can use. If you attack 10 companies a day and tell them what you do, that means by the end of the year you've attacked 3600. You know what I mean? And when I say attack, it's aggressive marketing. So I call it attack because the way I see it is the jungle here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you got to like treat it like the jungle, like you know, have animal instinct. Animals do exactly what they're supposed to do. They don't do something else. So if you have that animal instinct to say this is what I'm going to do animals they go to the watering hole at a certain time they go hunt at a certain time humans we have ch- choice freedom that kind of thing so if you then basically attack these companies like it's 30 30 uh, 10 companies every day that's 3600 companies or whatever that you've basically told about your services you mean to tell me not five big ones they are just going to start taking you seriously and start giving you business and You know, and you might not need five; you just need one. That's your startup needs a hundred thousand. Someone puts in a hundred thousand. That's just it, and you have the chance. Exactly. Wow, that's actually a very smart answer because not a lot of people um, take the question seriously. But you yeah, have, yeah, exactly. Which I, I actually do appreciate. All right, thanks. Man. Thank you so much for um, being here, Nyasha, and yeah. giving your experiences for us. We really appreciate the time. Yeah, thank um, you, Dion, for having me. And you know, you guys keep at your startup. Do not give up. Keep pushing course. and keep thinking. Keep uh, thinking, and we'll help as as much as we can and then who knows we might cross cross yeah, exactly cross pollination or business <laughs> so uh, where can they find you and black toe tv and everything that's related uh twitter black toe tv instagram black toe tv zim facebook black toe tv and our platform is blacktoetv.com that's where you can get us blacktoetv.com thank you very much nyasha it was great having you around uh cool thanks for having me Well, there you have it. That was Nyasha, very interesting entrepreneur who we interviewed. And yeah, that count that marks the end of today's show. Thank you for listening. We hope you found that intriguing, interesting, amazing, informing, entertaining and everything in between. Um oh, yeah, I almost forgot to mention that this podcast is brought to you by Capital 263, the best and the only podcast network in Zimbabwe. Free to say it, free to do it. Um you should totally listen to the other shows. There are stuff that's happening. Listen, listen, listen. Great shows out there. You need to get out and listen to them. An app is on its way. We'll tell you when it's coming out. We'll put a link on the description slash show notes 
when it's out and yeah you can find me on twitter i am dion spring follow me you can find the podcast on facebook and twitter as well that's technology fm you should definitely follow like subscribe and do all of it we are still yet to be on youtube but we're coming there we are coming there don't worry people we're getting there and yeah gary where can they find you you can find me on instagram my name is what Hugo you forgot the slum your own the slum god or our instagram page at technology podcast or our twitter page which is technology which yeah? I've already mentioned that. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> You're not listening. So never mind. Everything is already set out. Um, we have a blog, by the way. Um, we haven't we haven't started writing yet. But then, if you have any suggestions on what you'd want us to talk about, sure. If you like, if you like written material, it's all there on Medium. Will the link will be in the description of this podcast of this podcast and in many others to come. And yeah, we'll have content up, and you'll get to hear from us more in the form of text so yeah this is this is how i'm saying goodbye bye guys bye gary bye do you know valentine is coming up soon i let's not talk about that Capital 263.